0: Welcome to Bedtime History. Do you remember the last time you were playing and you got so lost in your imagination that it felt like real life? That is always an amazing experience, and often kids experience it a lot more than adults. I think adults could learn a few things from kids about what real imagination and play is like, don't you? Inside your brain are very small things called neurons which help create your thoughts and memories and imagination. Did you know there are more neurons in your brain than stars in the galaxy? That is one of the many things that make you an amazing being. Just think of the incredible things you can dream up and imagine and do with that awesome power alone. One such child like you was a girl named Joanne Rowling, but her friends and family called her Jo. Jo lived in England with her mom and dad and younger sister named Diane. Like you, Jo had a big imagination and loved playing in the woods and dreaming up magical stories. She wrote her first book at age six and called it Rabbit. After she wrote these stories, she would read them to her little sister, Joe was also very close to her mother, who often read to her at night. When Joe was in primary school, she was pretty normal at most subjects, but was especially good at English and writing. Around this time, her mother became sick with a disease called multiple sclerosis. This made it hard for her to do things like walk and move her body. This wasn't easy for Joe because she loved her mom very much. Her mother had always encouraged her to keep writing and doing what she loved most. After primary school, Jo wanted to go to one of the best colleges in England, called Oxford. She was sad when she found out they wouldn't let her in, so she went to a different college called Exeter, where she studied French and the classics. She did well enough in college, but her favorite pastime was reading great books by authors such as Charles Dickens and J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Jo wanted to write her own book someday, but was still waiting for her big idea to come. After college, Jo got a job, and one day she was riding a very long train from Manchester to London. During the ride, she suddenly imagined a little boy on the train going far away to a school for wizards. A picture of this boy began to form in her mind. He had brown hair, glasses, and a scar on his forehead. After the train ride, she hurried home as fast as she could and began writing her story. She named the boy Harry Potter and began to dream up his adventures at the School of Wizards. Finally, Joe's big idea had come, and more than anything, she wanted to share her big idea with others. She planned to write seven books about Harry Potter and his magical world. Around this time, Joe's mother passed away from multiple sclerosis. It was a very hard time for Joe, and she took all of her sad feelings and used many of them in her story about Harry Potter, who also lost his parents and spent much time wanting to be with them again. Sometimes when people are sad, they write to help them work through their feelings. While Jo was writing, she saw an ad in the newspaper for a job in Portugal teaching English. She thought it sounded interesting to go somewhere new So she packed up her things and took a plane to this new country. While in Portugal, she would work on her story during the day and teach English at night. She met a journalist while living there and they got married and had a baby who she named Jessica after one of her favorite authors. In Portugal, Jo and her husband struggled with their marriage and eventually it got so bad that she moved to Scotland with her baby. In Scotland, she didn't have a job because she spent all of her time taking care of her baby Jessica. During the day, Joe would take Jessica on walks around the city until she fell asleep. Once Jessica was asleep, Joe would go to cafes and sit and write her story. Because real life was so hard for Joe, she found that writing about the magical life of Harry made her happy for a time. Eventually, Joe's first book was finished, and she called it Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. In the book, after Harry leaves his horrible relatives, the Dursleys, and takes a train to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, he becomes friends with two other students, Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger. Together they learn about the mysteries of the school, deal with bullies, play a magical game called Quidditch, and come face-to-face with Lord Voldemort, the world's most evil wizard, who wants nothing more than to stop Harry and his friends. Next, Jo started looking for an agent, someone who would help her publish the book. A publisher is a company who prints and makes copies of the books and sends them to stores to be sold. No one knew who Jo was, so it was a while before anyone would even read her book. At least 12 publishers sent letters saying they weren't interested. Joe was frustrated but kept on trying. Finally, the head of one publisher took Joe's first chapter home and instead of reading it himself, gave it to his 8-year-old daughter Alice. Alice read the first chapter and loved it. She said it was better than anything else she had read. She wanted the second chapter immediately. Her father and the publishing company Bloomsbury decided to publish Harry Potter, and Joe would use the pen name J.K. Rowling. Joe was so excited. Before long, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone became very popular in England. It began to win awards and eventually won Book of the Year. Joe's dreams were coming true. She began to work on the next book, and soon, an American publisher, Scholastic, bought the rights to her book for $100,000. This was the most that had ever been offered for a children's book. Harry Potter was a major hit. Parents and teachers across the world were excited to see young children reading such large books at a time when many were worried that kids were watching too much TV instead. Soon the Harry Potter books became movies, and Joe wrote more books times it was hard for her to keep writing and coming up with new ideas. Sometimes she would take breaks to get her creativity back. Creativity and imagination can always be forced. They take time and patience. But finally, Joe finished the seventh and final book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. The series was finished. From all of the books and movies and other Harry Potter merchandise sold, Joanne Rowling became the richest woman in England, and a billionaire. But Jo remembered how hard it was when she was poor and a single mom trying to take care of her baby. She remembered how hard it was for her mom when she suffered from multiple sclerosis. So Jo spent much of her time thinking about how she could give back to others less fortunate than herself. She began giving much of her money away to charities, many which helped single moms and children and those who had multiple sclerosis. Because Joanne gave so much away, she isn't a billionaire anymore. But she doesn't care. She knows that using her money to help others makes her more happy than having a lot of money. She knows you don't need to be rich to be happy. True happiness comes from giving to others and seeing the smile on the face of someone who has enjoyed her books. Take some time to think about what you enjoy doing, the things that make you the happiest, and cause you to use your imagination and get lost in what you're doing. Think of what you might do to get a little better at those skills. Maybe it means drawing or writing, or practicing a sport or learning how to solve a math problem better. It might be playing the piano or another instrument, Remember, you have a mind as wide and as beautiful as the galaxy and can do incredible things when you put your heart and mind and time to it. If you enjoyed this story, a great way to show your appreciation is to check out the Bedtime History ebook and printed book at bedtimehistorystories.com. The book features 25 of our best stories, and all sales go to supporting future episodes. We also have lots of videos on YouTube. Be sure to search for Bedtime History on YouTube and subscribe. You can also get the latest updates by following us on Instagram and Facebook.